You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Here comes Huberto across the Seattle line. Leaves the puck in the near quarter for Lucic. Slides it behind the net to Kadri. Plays it right point. Anderson with a shot. Knocked down. Huberto scores! Jonathan Huberto spins and puts the puck right past Philip Grubauer. And with eight minutes remaining, it is three to two flames. Happy holidays, Jonathan Huberto. His first third period goal as a member of the Calgary Flames. And it's a game winner as the Flames down the Seattle Kraken. 3-2 last night and find themselves in the third Pacific Division playoff spot as of this morning. Good morning. Welcome to the big show. It's Logan Gordon and Patrick Dumas in for George and Matt who are uh, taking an extended holiday break. GVP's in the other room. Good morning, Garrett. Hello, hello. How are we today? Not doing too bad. How about you guys? Uh, we're doing great, Patty D. How are we today? We're all right. We're all right. We're figuring it out. We're, uh, we're getting it through the morning here. We're getting through it. The old TNT national broadcast pushing things back to the old. Like an 823 823 puck drop. Puck drop. <laughs> no, not 805. 8, no, it really wasn't 805, was it, Seattle? <laughs> Taking our time for Pittsburgh and Detroit to finish their business. I think it was Bruins Devils. And they didn't Whatever. Even, it didn't uh, matter. They didn't even go to overtime. It was just a longer game. <laughs> On the show today, we'll obviously chat about the Flames and the Kraken coming up in just moments here. But on the program, Patrick Dumas has your morning report this hour. We'll chat with our NHL insider from Daily Faceoff, Frank Saravalli, coming up a little bit later. NFL Big Bets. Mm-hmm. Snow show. Yeah, a little bit of snow show. The only guy that I ever get to talk about Calgary Flames with, Peter Labardius, is on the program today at 8 o'clock. <laughs> Either I can't avoid Lou or Lou can't avoid me. That's more likely. <laughs> and since it's a Thursday, we kick off NFL Week 16 action. 17. 17. It's a, it's a six, 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 I didn't change it. No, that's bad. fine. I should know that. Cowboys and some version of the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Whatever the that hell may more closely resemble your local neighborhood football team. Like it's funny, like that that we'll get into it later. That game doesn't matter at all for the Titans. They could run out their backups, their practice squad guys. And they pretty much are. And they are. And it would not matter win, lose, or draw. They're playing for something in week eighteen. The Cowboys still with divisional hopes after a big win over the Eagles before they still have a chance to catch them and uh, secure a better playoff spot for themselves. So we'll uh, we'll chat with Ross Tucker mm-hmm. a little bit later on. Plus, Derek Carr, sit down. Get out. You're the problem. <laughs> you must be the problem. It's not all the coaches. <laughs> And the first round picks that don't do anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's your fault, Derek. Yeah. You bum. <laughs> How do you feel if you're Derek Carr right now? 
Uh, I'm going to ask Ross Tucker literally yeah. how pissed off you would be if you're Derek Carr right now. Yeah. Like, like it, it. John Gruden was a mess. Yeah. Josh McDaniels is somehow worse. Every first round pick that you have is either in jail or waived. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like that. And it's like, you're the problem. Yeah. You can sit down for Jared Stidham. 91 consecutive starts mean nothing. Excuse me? I'm the problem here? Okay. Look, I'm not saying Derek Carr is great. Because he's not. He's He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. But for that franchise to say that Derek Carr is the issue right now. And I don't know what you think you got in Jarrett Stidham. I know McDaniels had him in New England, but I don't know what you. Well, yeah, it's not like you have a first round pick sitting in the wings and you're like dying to get him in. Jarrett Stidham. No, this is career backup. Only played in mop up duty. Okay. McDaniels knows him from New England. That's that's about the only cohesive thing I can see with these two. Uh, the fan feedback line is always open to you here on Sportsnet 960, 960, 960. Uh, as we get back to last night, the Flames defeat the Seattle Kraken 3-2, as you heard from uh, Derek Wills there on the call last night. Jonathan Huberto's seventh of the year mm-hmm. at 12 minutes of period number three is the difference, uh, Patty Dumas. Yeah, he had quite the game last night. I thought he could have had a couple more, but then, you know, like, that third period, like that goal, he needed that. He did. For his self, for this team, that's your big offseason acquisition. That's your big meal ticket for him to get a big game-winning goal. Third, first third period goal it took until December 29th of his first year here in Calgary. But, hey, it doesn't matter how you get it. And, you know, it was a great goal to be done right in front, spin and fire, right by Grubauer, who was feeling it last night, too. It was going to take something special to beat him. But, yeah, that was big for the team, just special enough, big for number 10. Who seems like he's, you know. Uh, oh, I like this game against Edmonton a lot. Yeah. For sure. I think he's progressing the right way. Still some defensive things. The Alexia goal, he'd like to see mm-hmm. a little bit more defensive awareness from him there. But that's not his thing. I think he's working on. I think yeah. he's been overall pretty good. Seeing as how that was, it's a different the biggest detractor. Yeah, it's a different system. You got to try and you know get 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 acclimated to. We know Daryl likes to play a more tight checking system, especially for his forwards, compared to the old Andrew Burnett uh, running gun style down in FLA. It was, it's 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 a totally it's it's complete three sixty of what he learned. So yeah, it's going to take a while, and you can see it. Uh, as our pal Julian McKenzie from The Athletic noted, finally a game where the Flames hit the 40-shot mark and actually win. Yeah, Piker had that uh, tweet there a couple days ago Which, with a record uh, with 40-plus shots. Uh, not great. <laughs> no, it's been it's actually been more of a yeah, detriment yeah. than a help to this team, which probably goes against everything that Daryl mm-hmm. Sutter's taught them and tried to drill into them. Mm-hmm. But... I think, if anything, the first two games after Christmas, Patrick, have reinforced, to me at least, that I still think that's the way for this team to win. I still think putting 40 shots on goal, mm-hmm. most nights this team's going to win. Yeah, I think they've ran into a good Edmonton team that has a game-breaker that you let them, let them beat you. Yeah, Stuart Skinner was his. good. But I think, I think <laughs> most nights, if you put those games against yeah. Edmonton and Seattle on the board, 
you're going to be pretty happy yeah. through the flames. Yeah, exactly. I think this, this, we talked about it yesterday with with Lou, and uh, he, he he talked like it's like I don't know if it's more like they weren't getting the quite a, like the shot quality with those games with the plus forty. Like the only one you want to stick out like oh the shot was was the Montreal game, and we can only remember the Markstrom thing, and it's yeah. It's but then you kind of look like yeah they probably should have won that game and those shots uh, Jake Allen wasn't exactly you know Dominic Hasek last you know in that game and but last night Grubauer made some really good saves it wasn't like little soft shots into the belly or whatnot those were some good shots the Flames were putting on them and you know they they finally clicked with there in the third period there with Huberto and good pressure they were relentless from that cadre line in the second half of that game mm-hmm. yeah it took him a bit to get going I think last night. And that could happen. There's lots of travel mm-hmm. there. Uh, Quick turnaround. Or Calgary to Seattle. Quick turnaround there. Yeah. So uh, they did get their legs going in the second half for sure. Tyler Toffoli opened the scoring for the Calgary Flames. 6-22 in. And I'm I'm running out of things to say about Tyler, even though we haven't talked yeah. about him that much. <laughs> uh, today, 29 yeah. points in 37 games. 15 goals now on the year. 14 assists. Mm-hmm. Um could very well be on his way to a 30-goal campaign, Patrick, and how important is that uh, for this team? I don't think he's their biggest offensive weapon, mm-hmm. but I, I think this year it's easy to say he's been their most consistent yep. Oh yeah. Um, in a world that's changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Him and Lindholm together have been one of the few that haven't bounced around, yep. and Tyler's really... Really playing well this year. Yeah, and uh, I think it was kind of what you saw at the start of last year when he came in from Montreal, kind of faded out down the stretch. But this was something that Daryl talked about, saying, like, Foley's a goal scorer. He can do this. This is totally in him. And uh, he's well, he's, he's five away from 20 here, and we're, uh, you know, he's probably going to get there right around the 40-game mark, the way it's going maybe. Who knows? But it's, uh, it, it's, 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 it's definitely... From where the Flames were, where they, they you know, it was, it was, Kadri got off to the really good start and then kind of faded down, but then you were waiting on Huberto, you're waiting on more of the big guns to get going, but, you know, Toffoli was, uh, 73 was always there with the consistency and full credit to him, and and, and he's been great uh, last, the whole year. He's been And, a, a and how player. important has it been yeah. with the, the goals that were lost mm-hmm. from Kachuk, yeah. Goudreau, Manjapani's had a down year production-wise yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. You needed goals to come from somewhere. And I still think you're going to need more overall. Oh, yeah. But for this guy to be on a 30-goal pace yep. after there was some worry, and I, I tweeted about it last night because it, it came up last playoff when he wasn't yeah. finishing and it started this, oh, he's too slow. Mm. He's too slow, Garrett. This guy can't <laughs> This guy can't put on a can't first move. line. He's too slow. Can't move. Look at him out there. He's He's slow. We can't play on the top line. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Be quiet. And then even last night, were you slow? That's not the point. The the point is, is all you all everyone said about Tyler Toffoli earlier is too slow. That guy can't be on NHL first line. He's too slow. He's never going to be able to keep up. Mm. It's not foot speed in this league. I will argue it until the until I'm blue in the face. It's not foot speed it's how you play as a team it is team speed mm-hmm. it is how you make decisions quickly and how you you know shots to the net quickly quick release that sort of stuff yep tyler Toffoli does not need to be as fast as Connor mcdavid no no one is but you can still be an effective nhl or 
and not yep. be the greatest skater. Matthew Kachuk wasn't a great skater. Still found yeah. a way to put up 100-plus points and looks like he's going to do it again with Florida. Don't tell me a guy's too slow. That guy's been a rock for this team this year and is going to be so important as they head into the second half here. Um, other strong points from last night. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you don't love Dan Vladar. Oh, yeah, yeah. This this was... Yeah, just a master class from him as, you know, staying in the game, mm-hmm. being there for his team at every step. Yeah, I think uh, Kelly wrenched it on the broadcast a ton. And it was in that first period. There were some tough shots that Vladar had to face. Where it was a little handcuffed, a little like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like those could have snow- got by him, could have snowballed, could have gone out for rebounds. See, could have put that away. Vladar was a steadying force in that net all night. Uh, there's, I mean, you can't... The Alexiak goal, you can't do much on. It was such a nice pass from Jordan Everly, quick, and this big moose coming down the middle. I didn't know. Yeah, and you got Anderson kind of cutting in front, yeah. taking a guy. It's it's kind of a tough, yeah, and like, a tough ask it's there. Just, it's, it's, but yeah, Vladar, that's been a steady, steady force for all year for him. And it seems like, yeah, he's kind of back now into his role of maybe a game a week. Seems like that's where it's going right now. But, you know, what, if he gets you the two points in that game, Good on you, and I thought you know that game could have got away from the Flames early, especially with the quick Donato goal, then the Alexiak to start the second period. Yeah, all of a sudden you're down two one, yep. and the, the rest of the second could have been tough. Daryl calls mm-hmm. that timeout. Yep. Very very good timeout. Not Darryl. like they responded well to it at mm-hmm. first, because those are the, those are the ones that I'm thinking of right away is back to back Tanev, uh, Chris Tanev. Yeah. Um. Not uh, no Brandon. Brandon Tanev, Tanev, Tanev breakaways. Yeah, back to back breakaways there. Um. Those are huge saves. I, I thought he made a couple there immediately following the timeout that mm-hmm. were just huge for the team, mm-hmm. right? And all of a sudden, because this, I don't know if this is a team, really, the more that we look at it, that's built to come back from two or three goals down. I, I think if you're going to want to be in games, you're going to need to be mm-hmm. around it one, maybe two, if you really want to push. Yeah, and it, it's it's tough, you know, seeing that around the league. It is the year of the comeback. Doesn't matter <laughs> if you're down two, three, four. Yeah. You know, last night did what Detroit did in Pittsburgh. But yeah. but I get you. Uh, you know, with last year, like with with time with with Goudreau and Kachuk, you could feel like the Flames could pull themselves out of. Yeah. Or they get down big. Oh, they're down three nothing after first period. Well, these guys will take over. But yeah, like we said, this has to be a team that wins as a team. Loses as it's gonna have to be with as a unit this year, and you see it with the with the with the, with the time on ice last night too. Everybody over eleven minutes, mm-hmm. I absolutely loves seeing that. Yeah, I think Daryl loves yeah, seeing that yeah. too, right? <laughs> you Not having to to cut his bench incredibly yeah. short on either end, and that's really, I mean, as far as Stone goes, if we're not playing special teams. Yeah. If he's anywhere from that ten to thirteen minutes, yeah. I think you're probably pretty happy. So. Uh, he's using that shot again, which is good to mm-hmm. see. So, yeah. I yeah, think... everybody had a shot last night except Chris Tan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Funny enough how it goes, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, so, Flames, big 3-2 winners over the Seattle Kraken. Next up, uh, how about a little New Year's Eve action? Yes, sir. The Vancouver Canucks in town on Saturday, 8 p.m. puck drop. And then January is actually a, a pretty decently spread out month for the team. Two games next week, just a Tuesday and a Friday. You're going to have a four-game road trip mid-January, which actually isn't even that bad, Patrick, you know, for the four games in seven days Mm. crowd. 
they're in St. Louis. They do the back midweek yeah. again. They do they get in San Jose. Yeah. So you're really not traveling in between Monday to to Friday almost. Yeah, like yeah. So you go yeah Chicago into St. Louis and then uh, you know Dallas Nashville to close it out. That's you know it's real close. Yeah, uh, you got an afternoon game against the Stars. Um, yeah, it's 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 a it's a cal- more calming month. I feel like it's just been so fast here with December. Like there was oh, a lot of hockey. It didn't even feel like they had a Christmas break. Like it, it, three days, it, it's not enough. And I was talking about it yesterday. I was like, hey, maybe they should have a game on Christmas Day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just brought it up. Like, hey, maybe it would be a cool idea to see him. Like, well, the a- other two leagues do it. That yeah, they're playing right and now, it right? Just be like Canadian, like just like a Canadian version. They wouldn't have to do American. But anyways, that's beside the point. But it's just December was a lot, and it is for the this league. It is a busy month for everybody uh it's good to see in january you get the all-star break so there'll be another break as well though their bye week yeah it's yeah. gonna be good for this team to uh to get to a, a little bit more of a normal pace three back-to-backs in the set of december in the month of december alone Oof. that's insanity uh we mentioned only the three days of christmas break they had the team organized skates mm-hmm. on the 26th which is a player's one that they do. Yeah. No coaches. No coaches or else you get fined like the Leafs did. <laughs> they fly early. Uh, don't, yeah, don't get on the plane early. <laughs> An hour and a half early. <laughs> well, they just thought that was okay. <laughs> well, this is actually what they do. It's it's literally They're not... more used to flying this way. Okay, but the rule is oh don't. My, oh, my God. You got to play the same day you flew into a oh place? Holy God. crap. <laughs> like... <laughs> All right, you guys do and you, I, and I get it. Hundred grand dropping the hat for MLSC, but that's that's a that's a pretty substantial fine, and and we know that uh, there's there's only a few things in the CBA that there's like nothing you can get around, and that's one of them. They mandate mandate. Yeah, again, three days off. It wasn't a hard <laughs> wasn't a hard rule to follow, but apparently Toronto just didn't get the memo. Whatever. Uh, 960-960, fan feedback line always open to you. Our first morning show uh, since the holidays began. Yeah, we haven't, they haven't been on since last Friday. Uh, how were the holidays, gentlemen? Yeah, quiet. Watched some movies I haven't watched in a while. Wanted to get to that. So that was something, just kind of a, a, a restful type Caught of up thing. on binging is what uh, you spend some of the time doing uh, Not so much binging them. Just movies. Just catching I, up on a couple yeah, things. Yeah, like I watched too. Top Gun Maverick, which I you know, hadn't watched ever. So that was fun. Did I was you like, like it? Oh, I thought it was amazing. First one's fun as an 80s movie. This is an actual good film. Yeah. Like a quality film. I love, I, I love the no CGI. All yeah. those Fighter jets are flying. Absolutely great film. I haven't watched Top Gun Maverick. Go watch it. Tom Cruise hasn't lost his fastball. Oh that's, my, that's God. fair to say. Yeah, yeah. That guy, he's great. He's great. That dude's it. also insane. Does his own stunts. Broke his leg doing the latest MI uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, and then there was also that video of him just jumping off of a a cliff on a bike. Yeah, for that movie. <laughs> but I don't think we got a good enough shot. I have to do it again. Do it again. Um. Uh, okay. Scientology, man. You are invincible. Let you do some crazy stuff. Yeah, apparently. But you're not wrong, GVP. He is... Uh, the man knows what works for him. He's carrying the industry during COVID. He sure was. <laughs> on his back. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out TC. <laughs> I know he, he, a lot of people, it rubs the wrong, people the wrong way sometimes. Burke I, hates I, him. I think... I, yeah, I know. Burke I, really I, hates him. I don't love him. 
like as a as a person, like I can watch his movies and not yeah, want to throw up. That's the I thing. think he's good. That's the thing. I don't think I've I've hated a Tom Cruise movie. You don't think there's any Tom? I, I have to look. I'm sure there's something I've hated. Uh, I mean, the new mm, movie. Mm. The Mummy was pretty bad. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow was fine. God, he's been in a lot of movies. Right? It's at least like one a year. I forgot he was in Rock of Ages. You ever see that GVP? Oh, yeah. Rock of no, I haven't seen Rock that. of Ages. It's like a, it's a parody on like a hair metal band. Oh, okay. It's a comedy. It's actually pretty hilarious. Gotcha. He plays. And look, I'll give the guy credit because there's a couple of these that come up on his IMDb that you wouldn't have. And the two of them are Rock of Ages, where he plays a rock star. <laughs> Like a sex crazed rock star, and Tropic Thunder, where I still think that Les Grossman is his finest work in <laughs> Tropic Thunder, one of the most offensive movies ever. <laughs> I forgot he was in Tropic. Thunder. Yeah, everyone does until you see he's the not scenes on the poster, and you're like, yeah, well, there wasn't enough yeah. people. There was, I yeah. mean, Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Yeah, he's not ben a main Stiller, character or not, but still, like, Jack Black. I gotta lie, I haven't seen like five of these Mission Impossibles. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen any of those either. I have probably. I feel like after like the third one, it's not really Mission Impossible anymore. It's like you're doing the mission. Yeah, you. It's not it's impossible like, It's maybe Mission Difficult for you, but it sure doesn't seem as though it's impossible. I think I've seen you all seem his. Pretty 80s. good about. Them. I think I've seen all his '80s movies too. Tom Cruise was in The Outsiders. Yeah. Really. To watch that for school, and that just shows you how much I paid attention in school. Huh? There's a lot of young faces in that one, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm sure there's some I hate. I just haven't seen like Last Samurai. I could probably. Oh, Last Samurai is great. Oh, I love Last Samurai. Yeah. That is that is a that is a good film. Uh, GVP, how are the holidays for you, pal? Oh, pretty standard. Same old things. Hanging out, chilling out. Family uh, get-togethers, brothers, sisters, anything oh, yeah. like that. Yep, yep. Brothers, sisters, uh, cousins came over. Yeah, it was oh. a good time. Oh, yeah. do you get the big family get together then? Uh, kind of big. It was just like three extra people. So I guess wow. you can call yeah. it. He's got a big but, family. Yeah. Uh, good. Good family dinners. Did anybody? Yeah, turkey for family. Dinner. Turkey. Yeah. You guys go turkey all the time. All the time. Ham. Ham. Uh, turkey all the time. Okay, turkey. I yeah, can't. Yeah. yeah. Do my. I didn't do a dur- dinner this year, but yeah, no? it's usually turkey. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is there a reason or just didn't happen? I, I mean, I don't. Do Christmas anymore that much? It's just oh, kind of a day for okay. me. It's just like ah, so another you know. I did growing up didn't have a lot of family here yeah. in the city, so yeah. just didn't really do a lot. Okay, you know, it was fine. Fair enough. It's always been a quiet time. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, no, but it's it, is it usually turkey though? It was always usually turkey. it has to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, ham's like a pretty common. I don't want to say common occurrence in our, our house, but it's like. Mm. It's a it's a regular staple for the family. So I can't do ham. turkey's always. I was telling you that the ham was never a <laughs> holiday thing for me. Turkey always. That's the only time I eat turkey. On like really is is. Does anybody holidays. actually go out and buy a turkey in like August and just, yeah, let's go cook just a turkey? Roast a whole turkey. Yeah, well that's what I mean, <laughs> right? It's like I don't know who's like got some stuffing ready. Come yeah. on over. Uh, July sixth, it's time to turn the oven on for seven hours. Thirty five degrees outside. <laughs> Open all the windows and really steam up the house for some Ooh. nice hot turkey sandwiches. 
Uh, yeah, I just don't. I, it feels like a wintry thing, right? Like a wintry spring, wintry fall. Yeah, yeah. Thing. Sometimes you do them at Easter. Sometimes you do the Easter. Yeah, I get, yeah. But it's it's I don't know. It's, it feels like Thanksgiving yeah. and Christmas. Yeah, that's it. That's my turkey intake for the year, <laughs> or at least roasted turkey. I mean, you turkey and turkey sandwiches. Yeah, you know, deli turkey's fine. Uh, what do you do with the leftovers? GVP at your place. We oh. just did. We finally hit turkey soup night last night. Oh, yeah. I think we just like just hammer the leftovers as is. You know what I mean? Sandwiches yeah. all day. Yeah, oh some, yeah. Just yeah. mash everything into big one sandwich. Mash yeah. potatoes yeah. and turkey, etc. Mm. On a Ooh, sandwich. That's yeah, nice. yeah. That's a Do good that. play. Not usually a lot of leftovers at my house, to be honest. Though. Yeah, yeah it's fair. Honestly, the only reason there is at mine is because all my brothers and sisters are doing their own thing, so we we rarely get together for. The big family mm. occurrence, they go, you know, partners and kids and everything else. So we always wind up with like two or three meals, like big meals in between in like a week span. And there's just no way that we're going to get through all the food. So we always wind up having to do something with the leftovers. But there's just some families that are better at it. We just do the, the turkey sandwiches. And if there's anything left, like there is well, this week, it's just soup. That's it. Nothing exciting, but I respect the fact that there are no uh, leftovers at the uh, GVP household. And that's fair enough. I respect that. Uh, still to come to this hour, we have the morning report with Patrick Dumas, catching up on everything in the sporting world. Mm-hmm. Still to come, our NHL insider Frank Saravalli is going to join us. NFL big bets. We got Peter Labardius this morning. We'll check in with Ross Tucker as NFL Week 17 action kicks off tonight. You're listening to The Big Show in the morning here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It is The Big Show in the morning here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. I'm Logan Gordon. He's Patrick Dumas. Filling in for George and Maddie this week. GVP is in the other room. Keeping things afloat. We'll uh, we'll be here for a couple days this week. And then a couple days next week. After uh, New Year's. Yeah, and then you'll go back to the afternoons when Matt's back. And uh, you can get rid of me and don't have to deal with my uh, grumpy demeanor you'd, in the morning. You'd be like, yeah, I get to go sleep, uh, you know, sleep past 8.30 today. Yep. So, yeah, cool. Really looking forward to it. Uh, still to come on the program today, our NHL insider from Daily Faceoff, Frank Saravalli. We'll break down the Flames and the Seattle Kraken coming up with uh, Peter Labardius later on as well. Mm-hmm. Plus uh, Thursday Night Football tonight, Ross Tucker going to join us. Chat ahead of the Cowboys and the Titans. J.J. Watts retiring. Mm-hmm. Broncos finally make a coaching change. And just one thing on J.J. Watt. Yeah. I, I love how, you know, it's 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 been a career, like, arguably probably one of the greatest defensive linemen of all time. Mm-hmm. Only got to have 20 sacks three or more times. Uh, you know, I just wonder what happens if he doesn't get hurt. And I also just find it ironic that he probably has his best game of the year against Tampa there on Sunday, and then just like, I'm done. I know he has a kid there and everything, and 
you know, I I wish more for JJ Watt. I always wish more for him. He's one of my favorite players watching him, you know. Like I I always, you know, come home. I always want wanted him to come to Green Bay <laughs> the there Wisconsin at the end, but kid, yeah. uh, but no, I I, I will I I will get into it with Ross for sure, but great career for JJ Watt. Yeah, hard not to like uh JJ Watt. He was one of the like you said, one of the most dominant oh players when he was healthy and And you know what? He probably would have got more fanfare if he didn't play in Houston. He didn't yeah, play he down chose. With the yeah, he really. He played in two markets that don't, as you know, far as the NFL goes. He don't goes get to the. I, I get it. Going to the Cardinals, you're probably banking on a little bit more there, a little bit better timing with with Kyler and whatnot. But you know, it just didn't work out. But yeah, just, just uh, I can't say anything bad about JJ Watt. Uh, but lots to get to this morning still, yes, and uh, we've got World Junior action to get to. We've got uh, NBA. There's lots to get to across the uh, sporting world. And uh, we do that with the morning report. And it's brought to you by MotorWorks. You own a BMW. Choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. With the morning report today, it's Patrick Dumas. Patrick hey. Dumas. Good morning, sir. Yes. Good morning, everybody. Flames playing their second of back-to-backs. Four other games around the NHL. Canada wins big Ooh. at the World Juniors. And uh, Week 17 is here. In the National Football League. We'll start with the Calgary Flames looking to get back in the win column after a 2-1 setback on Tuesday against the Oilers. Excuse me. Just uh, clear my throat there. First time time meeting the Kraken since October when they had that insane third-period comeback uh, from Seattle to get their first-ever win over the Flames. Uh, Dan Vladar uh, getting the start on the second of back-to-back nights. Same lineup in front of number 80 as it has been the past few games. Much more of an alert start in this one compared to Tuesdays. Both goalies getting involved early, making a couple key saves. Kraken rolling with Philip Grubauer in this one. But it was the Flames who had the first of their key chances go in. Dubé spins and plays it down low to Toffoli. He slides it left point. Hannafin shoots. His stop. Rebound. The Flames jam away and score! Yeah, Noah Hannafin just throws it on net. Good scramble in front leads to Tyler Toffoli opening the scoring. That's his 15th of the year. Leads the Flames in that category. And that was Calgary's 41st first period goal. The most in the league. And a good start from the Flames carrying over from Tuesday. That's the kind of goal you need if you're the Flames. You just hoped you would have got one of those on Tuesday. Create chances around the net. I think that's that's what the recipe has been for this team for a lot of the season. They just haven't got... Mm-hmm nearly as much finish around there as yeah. they'd like. Uh, that's one of the guys that has been finishing this year. 15 already for Tyler Toffoli. Yeah, and it's funny. We, we, they have more goals this year than they did last year at this point. And that's, it's it's amazing. It's just, it, it's perception. Yes. It is totally perception. Yeah. Uh, Flames get a great uh, short-handed chance from Andrew Mangiapane, who had a great game. Uh, taking the puck away from Justin Schultz. Looking for a call. Nothing doing there. Uh, so the Flames uh, do kill uh, a penalty to Mackenzie Weger. That was the 139th time that they've been shorthanded in the NHL this year. Most in the league. Got to change that. Yeah. Uh, the Flames failed to score on their first power play chance uh, of the of the game. And then on the bump-up shift, the Kraken's hard work finally pays off. And now Donato locking it behind the net to Everly. Everly centers it. And now a one-timer by Donato. Rebound, he scores. Ryan Donato gets the goal, but tremendous work from Jordan Everly to set that one up from behind the net. Uh, we're tied heading into the middle frame. Uh, just great work from Dan Vladar in that opening in that opening first period. It seems you know he's getting that back to that one game a week type role. Uh, Sam Cosentino pointed it out on the Sportsnet broadcast that you know some of those shots could have been 
could have been problems for a lot of goaltenders, but he stood top, and, uh, you know, after uh, 20 minutes of play, we were 1-1. Yeah, look, Dan was great. I think, I think both teams kind of had a bit of a feeling out process in the first period, but we got more action as it went on, and as both teams got a little bit more comfortable, uh, you would have loved to come out of that yeah, if you're the Flames with that one goal mm-hmm. lead, but uh, Seattle gets one a little bit later on in the period, and at least you're you're even heading into the second. Yeah, uh, that second period, a little bit of that momentum did carry over for Seattle. Here's Everly to Alexiak. He shoots and scores. Yeah, another great pass from Jordan Everly. Uh, Flames were completely hemmed in, uh, and then Everly finds that giant moose that is Jamie Alexiak. It's 2-1 Seattle. Timeout called by the head coach there to settle things down. Maybe saw it kind of in the tea leaves the way they ended that first period and as that Seattle momentum carried over to the start of the second. Yeah, it was an interesting timeout from Daryl Sutter because he hasn't been quick to do no. that this year. No. So he clearly knew that something was uh, amiss for mm-hmm. the coach. And uh, look, Jordan Everly made a couple yep. of great plays on those goals. He was around it all night for Seattle. But you're right. I do think it was a bit of uh, a continuation from how they ended the first and how they started the second that Clearly, Daryl didn't see the reset from his group early on that he needed. Yeah. I don't know that he got the response he wanted right off of the timeout, but interesting to see the coach go that route. Yeah, more heat from the crack, and Brandon Tanev misses twice on clear-cut breakaways. Michael Stone getting caught in some cement in the first one, and then Vladar makes a great save then on the second. Looks like he hits the crossbar, but it looks like it went off the top of Vladar's stick. But that's not even five minutes into the second, and it's all cracking, and this could have been up even more if it wasn't for Dan Vladar. Uh, game settling down a little bit more. Carson Susi gets called for a high stick against Adam Rzichka. Can't do that. Flames to their second power play of the night. Kadri wins the draw. Holding a play at left point to Anderson who slides to near side. Lindholm shoots. They score! Simple. Draw it up like that. Kadri wins the faceoff back to Anderson. Anderson slides it over to Lindholm. Lindholm takes a shot and beautiful hand-eye coordination. Kadri tips it by Grubauer. We're tied again. That's Kadri's 14th from Lindholm and Anderson. Nice little play off the face-off there. Uh, Nazem Kadri's mm. been... His face-off numbers aren't great overall, good but where night. he's been good yeah. it really yeah. has been on the power yeah. play, too, as the number one center on that yeah. group. Smart little play by Lindholm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't stun anybody who no. watches this team to see Lindholm <laughs> make a smart play. Uh, great little tip. Gets the uh, movement from Grubauer to open up that five-hole. Yeah. Timing works out really nicely on that play, and that's exactly what you want from power play Boy. one. Uh, Seattle gets called for a phantom too many men call. Uh, it was an awkward change, but there was five Kraken players on the ice at the time. Yeah, call. I get why the ref <laughs> like made I, it. It's yeah, kind of tough. But I thought for sure when they actually, when they yeah. huddled up, they were going to call it back. Yeah. But, but, but it's like, it's one of those spots where if you're Beneers, I, I don't want to say you don't touch the puck, but I guess you just give it a sec. I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah. Uh, the Flames can't capitalize on that one. Stays 2-2 late in the period now. Oh, Willie Borgen firing the puck off the boards and going right through the camera slot, destroying Buddy's camera. Sure, that yeah, didn't see, cost $700. Uh, got to be careful with that, man. There's a lot of... Uh, <laughs> happened a couple of times. Yeah. Like, oh, Good thing cameras are cheap. Oh, yeah, sure. Right. Uh, third period now. Flames looking for a quick start, and they almost got it. Jonathan Uberdo, a victim of larceny. As Philip Grubauer's strong game continues, his 29th save might have been his prettiest, keeping it a 2-2 game at that point. An icing call for the Flames and a little gamesmanship, perhaps, as Lindholm and Anderson come onto the ice. You can't do that. Uh, of course, Dave Haxtell will raise a little bit of a stink as it takes well over a minute for the officials to figure out who was on the ice during that icing call so that the Flames get the break anyways. 
Yeah, it worked out well. <laughs> just gonna take, we're just going to video review to go back and see oh, who's yeah. got I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, sweet. Daryl's yeah, like, take your time. Take your time, sure. Uh, but yeah, they can't get, they get the breaks. So the Kraken uh, for the second obvious thing maybe going against them in this one. Halfway point now, Oliver Bjorkstrand gets called for a whack on the hands of Blake Coleman. Flames back to the power play for the fourth time of the night. Nothing happening on it, but just a bit after it expired, a huge chance for a guy that really, really needed it. Here comes Huberto across the Seattle line. Leaves the puck in the near corner for Lucic. Slides it behind the net to Kadri. Plays it right point. Anderson with a shot. Knocked out. Huberto scores! Yes, sir. Rasmus Anderson with a shot on net. And the rebound right to Jonathan Huberto. Spinning and firing it by Grubauer with his parents in attendance. Sorry, they just kept showing them on the, on the TV. I was like, they just they look all right. But yeah, Flames get their first lead since late in the first. It's 3-2 CGY. Kadri shortly after looking for his second of the evening, rising off the iron. Can't get greedy, though. You know, 3-2 would be the final. Massive W. They move into a Pacific Division playoff spot. That's third, passing the Kraken in the process. Who do have four games in hand. But that's a big two points against a division rival you're battling with for a playoff spot. Flames now get a couple days off before taking on the Canucks back home on New Year's Eve. Let's hear from one coach, Daryl Sutter. I think there's lots of energy in this building, and they've had lots of energy because of a favorable schedule. I think we just kind of hung in there. I think Tyler scored a big goal. I think Naz uh, did also. There you go. Simple enough. Uh, Naz got a big goal. Huberto got a big goal. They had a scheduling benefit. There you go. Crab Flames went 3-2. Yeah, to, I mean, to your credit, to the, you know, Daryl's point about the schedule, Seattle hadn't played since this last Thursday. Thursday yeah. So, yeah, the Flames have been they had a practice much day. busier than Seattle has yeah. been of late. But the Flames pick up a, a key two points. And uh, what might that do for Jonathan Huberto's confidence going forward? Uh, you could tell every time, you know, when he scored, there was a little bit of a smile on his face. And I think you can tell how his teammate, you know, Lucic was giving him a big you know, what's for after the goal and everything. I think you can tell. I, I really think it's a confidence thing with this guy, just figuring it out. And the more he gets like that, the more opportunities, game winners like that are only going to be more important to him going forward. And if he's feeling good, uh, the rest of this team's going to mm-hmm. be in a good spot. It's a big win for the team after uh, not getting uh, any points in that Edmonton game where they probably deserved a better fate. Yeah. So uh, important. And now, mm-hmm. like you said, a couple days off, uh, which they haven't had – really much of in December mm-hmm. uh, to get ready for the last game of 2022. Four other games around the league last night. Let's get to it here. We'll start in Tampa Bay with the Habs doing their end of Florida road trip, uh, end of year Florida road trip, uh, taking on the Lightning. Alex Kaloran gets the scoring started about a minute 55 in, and then Braden Point uh, would make it 2 nothing before the end of the opening frame. More from Point in the second. Braden Point works it in. Look at Point. Go to the net. He scores! Oh, it sure was absolutely filthy from the Calgary native. Forces the turnover and then goes right through four halves. Brandon Hagel would make it 4 0 mid three way through the third. Before Caden Gooley would pull one back for La Habitant. Lightning win 4 1. It's their 11th win in a row over Montreal. You know what? I'll say this, and I, I honestly believe this. I don't know if there's a guy that's more underrated in uh, the NHL than yeah, Braden Point right totally now. I totally see that. I think he can yeah. take over that mantle from a guy like Barkov, oh, yeah. who gets it a lot. Uh, the other superstars on that team are great, but this guy is, is so important, yeah. so huge. 
It's hard to remember back, you know, a couple of years ago, he's dealt with some injuries, but I mean, he had a 92 point season <laughs> not all that long ago. Uh, he's at just over a point per game again this season. Mm-hmm. Tell me there's a guy out there that's not as underrated as Braden Point on that team. He's unbelievable and, you know, can carry the load for this team if Stamkos or Kucherov yeah. or Hedman or Vasilevsky doesn't. He's been great. Yeah, the rich, uh, they'll always find a way to keep uh, their their rich their, their money going, and that's the way the Lightning go with Braden Point. Uh, Wings and Penguins, absolutely insane game at the old paint can. Penguins hosting Detroit. Pittsburgh scores four goals in the first period, including Jeff Carter becoming the 100th player in NHL history with 400 goals and 400 assists. But the achievement, uh, the theme of this season, however, has been the art of blowing a lead. Teams have gotten pretty good at that. Uh, but it couldn't happen to a team captain by Sidney Crosby, could it? Shoots the puck wide of the goal. Rebound in front. Larkin scores. Sherrod, who fakes the shot, moves around the defender. Got it in front. The wing score. Another big goal for the Red Wings. 5.28 to go in the second period. It's now a two-goal game. Pittsburgh four, Red Wings two. Yeah, Dylan Larkin and Joe Volano would uh, like a word, cutting the lead, the Penguins' lead in half. Uh, now late in the third period, Detroit still trailing 2-4-2. Uh, Sherrod holds it in for Detroit. Skates away from traffic into the slot. Soderblom, right side feed, Red Wings score! Berggren fires it in to make it a one-goal game. Rasmussen with a feed in front, here's Perron, he scores! David Perron ties it up 4-4 on the power play goal with 3.08 to go in regulation. What a comeback for Detroit. Jonathan Berggren and David Perron would tie it up. You see what's happening here, Logan? You see what's happening? I do. I I see a theme here. Yeah, yes, this one needed extras. Cop over the blue line, moves in, pass in front, weak score! This game is over! Wallman with the game-winning goal, and he did quite a dance after the Red Wings come from behind in this one. Jake Wallman on a nice feed from Andrew Kopp. Jake freaking Wallman with his second of the season. Does a pretty good gritty on skates, too, uh, as the Wings win that one 5-4. Are we pro gritty on ice? Are we hey, JVP? Yes or no? I don't know. There's uh, just some things that just don't look good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was one of them. Tight ends doing the gritty. Talk about a bold move for your second goal of the season. Yeah, I was going to say, like Jake Wallman was Jake, not on my list. Anytime of... you can complete a four-goal comeback in Pittsburgh and Jake Wallman does it, do Yeah, I mean, feel good about yourself. How, I just how long do you think he's had that in the bag? Oh, a long God. time. Oh, it's just second, yeah. Tonight's the night. I'm pulling he's probably the watching gritty. Vikings games. See Justin Jefferson do it all the time. He's like, I gotta do. I gotta do that for a guy that's got six career goals. <laughs> I think he's been holding on to that for a very long time. Good for Jake Wallman. Uh, Bruins and Devils first half of the TNT doubleheader went a little late, so that's why the Kraken and Flames started at eight twenty-three. Uh, it's the Bruins and Devils. No two teams have spent more time in first place of their respective divisions longer than these two. However, the Devils—they're no longer in first as they've given way to the Hot Hurricanes. So let's see if New Jersey could write this one, pick this one up late in the third period. And the puck is hacked out to center ice. The Bruins, quick transition. Marchand over the line, left side. Bumped it to Lindholm, left point. Shoots, deflected, they score! The captain, Patrice Bergeron! Yeah, Hampus Lindholm, uh, how about that contract? I think we all saw that and we're like, ooh, that one's going to hurt later. No, that guy's uh, right up there in a Norris Trophy race. Uh, He puts the puck on net. Bergeron tips it by Vitek Vanacek. That would be the game winner. Uh, former Devil Pavel Zaka puts away an empty netter, drives that you know knife into the Devils a little farther. Devils now 2-7-1 in their last 10. Bruins now just one point off the 60-point mark, and they'll be the first team since the Anaheim Ducks in 2014 to be in first place 
overall at the time of their outdoor game. They were taking on the Penguins in the Winter Classic at Fenway this coming Monday. It's, it must be nice to be Boston. Oh, enough. it must be. Must be. Four regulation uh, losses uh, heading into the new year. <laughs> Whatever it is. Yeah. Good some, for you guys. Just something stupid 18-0-2 at home. Okay. Mm. Ugh. Must be nice. Jim Montgomery, hell of a job there in 59 Boston. points. Go away. <laughs> uh, Knights and Ducks, last game of the night. Uh, Ducks actually led this one 2 nothing to start. Uh, Mark Stone would get VGK back within one, and then Ben Hutton would tie it in the second with his first of the year. Nothing doing in the third or overtime. This one needed some shootout. Big opportunity for Troy Terry here. And he'll swing in off the left side. Way out is Thompson. And he sneaks it through him. Yeah, Knights couldn't score on their next shot, and the Ducks get win number 10 on the year. Just a ton of action tonight as well to get through. 11 games around the league. Four games go at 5 o'clock. The Habs are in Florida taking on the Panthers. Wings and Sabres, uh, they'll see if they can finally thaw out Buffalo for that one. Rangers and Bolts, and then a battle of our great nation's capitals as Washington hosts Ottawa. Blue Jackets and Islanders go at 5.30. Three more games go at 6 o'clock. An all-Canadian matchup in Winnipeg between the Canucks and Jets. Stars are in Minnesota, and the Blues host the Blackhawks. Austin Matthews homecoming as the Leafs are in Arizona at 7 o'clock. And the Kings, they are taking on Colorado. That's uh, that's also at 7. And then a late one, 8.30, sees the Flyers visit the Sharks. Uh, locally, it was a triple header of local Calgary action yesterday. The Baby Flames, the Wranglers starting a California road trip of their own. Uh, taking on the Oilers AHL affiliate, the Bakersfield Condors. Wranglers coming in 9-1 and one in their last 10. Sitting in second place in the Pacific. While the Condors sit ninth in the Pacific. Not great, Bob. All Wranglers in this one, uh, they were bolstered by their leading scorer's return in Matthew Phillips. He had three points, but he was not the leading scorer in the game. That honor is bestowed upon one Emilio Pedersen. Four-point night as the Wranglers shoot down the Condors 9-2. Back at it against Bakersfield on Friday. And down a, at, it's, a, it's a beatdown. Oh, my goodness. Another beatdown down at the Dome. As the Hitmen were back at it after their holiday break, taking on their rivals from up the QE2, the Edmonton Oil Kings. Calgary looking for their fourth win in a row, looking good in an Eastern Conference playoff spot as well as the Oil Kings. They're not the old Oil Kings. Only four wins on the year. Uh, this one went about as good as that for Edmonton as you could think. Hitmen get four goals in the first, four in the second. Oil Kings sprinkled in a couple as well. 8-2 Hitmen the final. Two goals, two assists from David Adazinski. Hitman back in action tonight in Red Deer, taking on the Rebels. Game you can find right here on Sportsnet 960. The fan, uh, Brad Curl, will have the call starting at 7 o'clock. Canada in action. Yeah. Canada in action at the World Juniors. So we got to get a little rush going on in this little update. Uh, Canada pumped in their uh, opener 5-2 by Czechia. First time they ever lost with Czechs in this tournament. Did you know that? No, I didn't actually. Yeah, Dan Vladar was getting, he was like, I always bet the checks, always bet the checks against Canada. And they never win. This is the first year I never bet the checks against Canada. They win. Wow. Yeah, so. It was good. Dan's fault. It was Dan Vladar's fault the entire time. Clearly. Uh, it's their, their second, they'll play the second match of the group uh, today against Germany. We gave Sweden a little bit, or sorry, they played Germany yesterday. We gave Sweden everything they could handle in their first one, losing one nothing. Their game against Canada, however, a little bit more lopsided. How about an 11-2 final? By Canada. Projected top overall uh, pick. Connor Bedard tied a Team Canada record with seven points in the game, joining the likes of such world junior stars as Dave Anderchuk, Brandon Morrow, Mike Camilleri, and Gabrielle 
Bork. The USA playing their second game of the tournament, uh, taking on Slovakia. This one was also quite the upset. Americans led 2-1 after 20, but Slovakia exploded for four unanswered. Devils' second overall pick, Simone Nemec, with three points. They win 6-3. So after two games, the unbeatens are Sweden, Czech Republic, and Switzerland. They all sit at 2-0. Today's action kicks off at 9 with Finland taking on Latvia. Flames have Topi Roni in that one. Uh, Battle of the Unbeatens as Czechia does battle with Sweden and Halifax at 11.30. Flames have William Stronggren as a representative for Trek Kroner. Uh, The Swiss and USA go at 2. And Canada closes off the day at 4.30 against Austria. Thank you, Patrick. No, no, there's still more. Oh, there's more. Oh, there's more. I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I lost time. NFL, quickly. Uh, Just two weeks left in the NFL's regular season. Uh, Get underway tonight in Music City. The collapsing Tennessee Titans loses a five straight, taking on the Dallas Cowboys, who still have an outside shot at winning the NFC East. This game, in a sense, means absolutely nothing for the Titans, as win, lose, or tie their Week 18 match with the Jaguars will matter for the sake of the AFC South crown. The Cowboys are coming in 12-point favorites, total set at 40.5. Titans, of course, extremely beat up. They don't have their starting quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Derrick Henry is also doubtful tonight, so how much wondering if the Titans are going to expect to move the ball? I don't think they will at all. Cowboys are coming in off scoring 40 against the Eagles. Micah Parsons questionable for tonight, uh, as is Tony Pollard. A win for Dallas will keep their chances, like I said, alive in the NFC East, but they're going to need some help as Philadelphia must lose the remaining two games against the Saints and the Commanders. Cowboys-Titans goes at 6-15 tonight, the last Thursday nighter of the year. Thank God. Uh, The soap opera that is the Las Vegas Raiders continue as uh, after their playoff chances were foiled last week in Chile, Pittsburgh. Derek Carr, for the first time in his NFL career, will be benched, ending his 91 consecutive game starts. Uh, Jarrett Stidham will make his first career NFL start. Of course, the Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels knows Stidham quite well as he was drafted when uh, McDaniels was the OC in New England. Stidham has two touchdowns and four interceptions in 11 career games, usually in mop-up duty. And uh, the Raptors, they're back at it tonight, hosting John Morant and the really, really good Memphis Grizzlies. Toronto's lost. uh, They lost the last one, 124-113. To the L.A. Clippers on Tuesday, currently sitting in 10th spot in the Eastern Conference, which would put them in a play-in tournament spot uh, to get into the actual playoffs, but not great ball from Toronto, unless your name is Pascal Siakam. That guy is all-worldly right now. That's a 5.30 p.m. tip. Coverage starts at 5 on Sportsnet. That's your morning report. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, The morning report is brought to you by MotorWorks. You own a BMW. Choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Wrapping up Hour 1, kicking off Hour 2 with our NHL insider. Frank Saravalli is next here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.